over 30 years of advice for your house, home, castle, or cabin. Y'all have things you want to get done. It's Rosie on the House. Kicking off our third and final hour of our weekly radio broadcast. It's Rosie on the House, your Arizona Saturday morning tradition since 1988. This is our open home hour. We throw the doors open to you, the Arizona homeowner. Whatever you want to talk about your home, castle, or cabin, one 767 4348 That's 1-888-ROSIE for you. Text questions can be sent to 411-923. Or you can email us at info at rosieonthehouse.com if you need to snap a picture and send it to us for a little product or project identification that you need a little visual aid. You can send images there. And our auto attendant uh, has been... Let go. Yes, we let go. So when you call that number, no no more pressing one to bypass the uh, auto attendant answer message, blah, blah, blah. It goes straight into Carol, who's ready to take your call. one 767 Our last hour, we had Adam Homer of Pella Window and Door in studio. And as uh, that hour ended, Doug called in and said, I was at the home show yesterday and was looking at windows and wanted to know about the Impervia Pella Impervia and how it stacks up against other brands. So we've asked Adam to stay. He's in studio yeah. with us still. And we've got Doug joining us on the phone. Welcome to the program. Hi, Doug. Hey, thank Hi, thank you so much for taking my call. So there were there were a lot of window manufacturers out there, or sellers. Mm-hmm. And two in particular I was curious about if you could give me how the Pella Impervia fiberglass compares to like the Marvin Ultrex fiberglass. And then the renewable by Anderson Fibrex, okay. which I think is the final wood, final wood composite. Right. Yeah, and that's the important thing to know. Um, you know, Renewal is is uh, certainly a, a reputable brand and and been in the business for a long time. Um, but yeah, the, the the fiber or Fibrex name is a, is a bit misleading. That's just their brand name for it, but it's not fiberglass. It's uh, it's a it's recycled wood and recycled plastic. They melt it together and and uh, come out with their uh, their Fibrex material, which is how they make treks for decking. <laughs> right. Yeah. Very similar, um, except their their extrusions are hollow. You know. Um, but uh, yeah, it's you know it's it's a it's a, it's a good window. Um, it's but it's not fiberglass. No, it's not fiberglass, and it's much different than um, than any of our products, um, and and I'll I'll tell you, Doug, too, that uh, the 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 only way that they'll install that product is over your existing window. So meaning, and that's called a variety of things, whether it's called a pocket fit or a flush flange or a jump fit or a um, jump frame. Um, there's there's a lot of different things that people call it, but really what it means is uh, if you've got existing aluminum windows, they take out your glass, they basically deglaze your window, but they leave your frame in place and their, uh, their window is then undersized um, to fit inside your old frame and put in place. You know the advantages of that are is that it's um, it's a less expensive way to do the installation and it's much faster. So they can usually do a whole house in a day uh, if they got the right amount of guys. Um, but you lose visible glass and it's a big bulky frame. You know your aluminum windows have a nice sleek frame to them, and now you've got this 
you know, four to five inch uh, piece of Fibrex that goes all the way around. And then the center piece that divides the windows in the middle, if it's a slider, is also very big. So you lose a lot of glass. And I don't, I don't know if people quite understand that. Um, so that's probably the biggest difference there. Um, when it comes to the, uh, the Marvin product, uh, that is fiberglass. Um, and what I, I don't know as much about theirs as, uh, as the renewal, but, um, but what I will tell you is that the way that Pella makes the Impervia, um, if you listen to that whole segment before, um, they make this, this woven matte material and you can go on uh, the website and, and see what I'm talking about. Cause they have a cutaway of, of what it is, but essentially think of like a, a bug screen that it's an interwoven mat. Uh, there's, there's two sections of it. And then you have the, uh, the random strands of fiberglass in the middle and it sandwiches it together and it's all brought together with resin and then they heat, uh, seal it. Uh, and then of course they powder coat it. So it's, it makes for a very consistent, very strong material, um, that is, is, it's going to last you your lifetime. And, and then some, I can guarantee you that, um, when it comes to traditional fiberglass, so think of a fiberglass boat, think of um, a shower enclosure. When you look at the back of the shower enclosure, you know how you have all those random strands that are just like, looks like hair going everywhere. And there's thin spots and then there's thick spots and it's, it's very inconsistent. So it makes it, it, um, it can make uh, uh, the, the durability of the product uh, a little bit less in the way that you do it. It can also make the, the, just the consistency of the manufacturing a lot different. Ours is going to be the same every time it comes out. But when you're using random strands of fiberglass, it's, there's, there's uh, a lot less control over the, the quality of it. You're reliant a lot more on the applicator's steady hand to have that consistent coverage where this yeah. is much more controlled and right. precise. Because they don't have, and the difference really being they don't they don't have that matted material that brings it all together to make it consistent. Um, and I also don't know if theirs is, is powder coated or not. So that would be the biggest thing to ask. Because you, if you take fiberglass, like t- take a fiberglass ladder that you might have and leave it outside for uh, a couple of years, it's not going to hold, it's not going to hold together because it's not powder coated. It usually has some kind of a gel coat on it like a, a boat does. You know, when you have like a, a fiberglass boat, you have to wax it, you have to treat it, you have to you know, stay on top of that. So the sun doesn't, uh, tear it apart, but the powder coated finish that we use, um, it's, it, 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 you know, it it makes the thing, uh, impervious to the elements. That's why it's called impervia. Um, I don't know again, what, what Marvin uses as their finish. If it's a gel coat, if, uh, I I don't know. So that would be one of the big things to ask, uh, because if it doesn't, it's, it's not going to last. And the interesting thing about all this, you go through all this and, we're taking time to explain the quality and the difference in the manufacturing process. So you're thinking, okay, all right, so how much more is this going to cost me? Mm-hmm. But you said all the time that when you go to a homeowner and they're getting multiple bids, which we encourage, hey, you got to yep. know what's yep. out there. Absolutely. That you're, you're consistently underpriced yeah. what they're trying to sell. They're, they're just jacking their rates through the roof. Yeah, and, and the, the local renewal, de- renewal dealer was, was purchased recently by the, the group that owned them in Boston, and then they bought the Denver branch, and now they've bought Phoenix, uh, Phoenix and I think Las Vegas. So they've become this very large um, organization, ran out of Boston. Um, and from all I've heard from our customers is that they are, they're always more expensive. Um, and from what I can tell, there's, there's no, no reason there's fiberglass no... <laughs> should, uh, vinyl should be more expensive than fiberglass. Exactly. So that's the, that's the first red flag. And then, uh, and I've also heard um, that the, the Marvin product Product is is significantly more as well, but but again, Doug, I would just tell you um, have all three of us come out and and give you an estimate, um, and and you know you can decide for yourself. 
That's awesome. I learned more about their products from you than I did from them. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they don't like to tell you all those other little things, those little details that uh, are are hidden in their manufacturing. So you're you're gonna we're gonna have to do a little uh, follow up with Doug after you get all of these. We're gonna if you're up for it, we would request that you would get all three, and then when you're done, let's have you back on air, compare them, and see what route you go. Yeah, that thing that'd be great. All right. Well, hey, we appreciate you tuning in, and uh, we'll we'll have some follow up with Doug here. That's going to be not a next week thing. That you know, w- what's your lead time scheduling? Everybody is so uh, backed up right now. It's embarrassing. <laughs> um, right now, if you want an appointment, it's about two weeks out. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I wish I could say we could see you tomorrow or I could see you next week, but it's just not the case. We you know, and we've hired on a lot of new sales representatives. And we are still having a, uh, it's a challenge keeping up with the demand, which is great for us, but it's, it doesn't make for a great customer experience. And I apologize in advance for that. Well, if you listen in studio, we don't hear a lot of our own commercials, but if you were listening outside of the studio and you heard the commercials break right now, one of the rotations from Fox Valley Electric, you know, we're hiring service technicians. You hear Hassar, their appliance repair service, they're hiring technicians, mm-hmm. um, there's a who else was there's a third one that uh, had a call to action for hiring. I mean, everybody is looking for experienced help. And we mm-hmm. actually have an, an example from a homeowner that emailed us at five o'clock this morning just talking about um, their I think it was her nephew's path to the trades. Um, and it, it's a I'll, I'll, I've got it saved for the next segment, but it's a really interesting story. If you're looking for work, and a lot of times you could start with no experience. If you've got a learning attitude, mm-hmm. um, and you're somebody that mechanically can, inclined, yeah, you, they can, you know, you you can learn on the job pretty quick. Oh yeah, um, I that's that's how I learned was just getting thrown into it. Uh, you know, yeah. and there's certain things you'll find somebody else. Maybe throw something at you like, "Hey, go get me a left-handed hammer," and you're like looking at these hammers like, "What's up? A left-handed hammer?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Or, or the board stretcher was another great one. Hey, this one's a little short. Go bring the board stretcher. And you're like looking around the tools like, "What's a board stretcher?" You got these crew members <laughs> but, you know, back there going. <laughs> I think you, you know, got the new guy. <laughs> and I think it's you know, there's a lot of, of of young kids out there that that don't. I mean, the the trades or construction maybe isn't seen as as sexy and, and glamorous like high tech or you know, um, biochemistry or something, but it's, it, you can make a really good living and there is a, a huge need for, uh, for workers right now, whether that's administrative or if you're actually out there swinging hammers, I mean, it's, uh, you know, plumbers, electricians, you name it. Um, it's, it's a great industry to get into. I mean, like yourself and, and, and me and your dad, I mean, I, I've been, I've done this my whole life, um, in some form or fashion in construction and I love it. I wouldn't want to do anything else. And, you know, like you said, it, there are guys that retire 30 years in the field uh, as Masons, 50 years in the field that still yeah. work with their hands till the very end. They make a good There's, living. They, they make a good living. But it's in construction, it's not just the work itself. You know, maybe you start out as, a, as an apprentice, as a right-hand man, and you move up to a service technician. Then you're running an install crew. Then you're doing installed sales. Then you're, you know, the, the general manager of the company from 30 yeah. years from now. Yeah. There's a, I mean, there's, there's no course in college that's going to train you how to be a, you know, window and door salesman. <laughs> but uh, and, and, and but all you of won't us... have any debt coming out of it. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. And we all kind of laugh. You know, we didn't think in our wildest dreams as a kid, well, I'm going to grow up and, and sell windows or be, you know, work for a window company. But there are so many 
businesses out there that kids just don't know about um, and, and so many things they can get into. And, uh, and right now there's, there's a big need for it across the country. Definitely no shortage of skilled labor needed. And uh, we'll read this, this letter in the next break because it's pretty funny. It, she, the, the woman alludes to something that uh, you know he had originally been given the idea but was kind of shied off of it. And about four years later, ran into an electrician and found out how much money he was making. And he's like, and the guy's half as smart as I am. If he can do it and he's making that, you know, <laughs> yeah. I, and immediately switched into the electrical field. Yeah. We were talking about the need for construction, and a lot of people, just over the time, you hear construction and generally a, a male-dominated industry, but uh, the amount of you know the labor force that's coming in isn't strictly male. There's a lot of women coming into it, mm-hmm. and you were mentioning, uh, Adam, how many y'all have working for you. I know the sales rep that came out and measured our home, mm-hmm. uh, Deanna, was mm-hmm. uh, very professional, very qualified at knew exactly the right measurements to make you 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 would think it would be easier but it can be deceiving your drywall could be hiding the true size mm-hmm. uh, you could open it and you could find out that whoever framed the 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 original casement over framed it two inches and you tear it apart and there's an inch of shims on each side of, yeah. of the window from the installer so I mean measuring the true size of a window isn't just you know what what you see mm-hmm. there's more behind inside the wall yeah and it's you know in the past 20 years that i've been here it's you, the landscape has changed a lot i mean it was you know kind of the good old boys club when when i started and that that's kind of nationally with pella um but no more and more i you know we're probably pretty close to a 50 50 split of um of uh, male and female both in the sales field in our um you know office environment for sure um Still not a lot in the field themselves, you know, actually uh, doing the, the installation or service, but we do have um, a female service tech up in our, one of our northern branches. So, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's, it's good to see. I could see them being uh, finishers. They have, you know, guys can blow and go a lot. Of, and and those, all those little details, it's very hard to, you know, where, where the women, they can slow down, do all the, the tight reveal and the thin caulk lines and beading and, mm-hmm. you know, that, that, additional attention to detail that you know we can often blow off right yeah <laughs> like ah, nobody's gonna see that the couch is 10 feet away <laughs> <laughs> that's right yeah <laughs> well uh there's two other of our partners in our tucson market and green valley green valley heating and cooling and west coast roofing both members of the n a w i c chapter which is an association for recruiting women into construction hmm. and we've got two members in tucson uh, two partners that are members of this association Very and cool. uh green valley heating and cooling uh a second generation but it was taken over uh by by the daughter is, hmm. is now running the company that's so great a lot of a lot of opportunity out there for male and female it mm-hmm. doesn't have to be specific and like you said you're you're at almost 50 50 overall personnel and yeah. that's very common mm-hmm. no no shortage if you're not afraid to work that's right <laughs> so we've got our 10 o'clock hour it's our open home hour it is for anything you want to talk about your home castle or cabin and we do uh, cover a lot of what happens during the week is often a reflection of what happens here in this 
broadcast on Saturday, and you had mentioned you're two weeks out just scheduling a sales appointment. Well, mm-hmm. we had a, a woman write in and said, I emailed one of your partners 10 days ago and haven't heard back. Well, that's still very uncommon, and knowing our partners, that's that's not um, – that you would still hear back that, hey, message has been received, we'll – we're backed up. We'll we'll schedule a call. Mm-hmm. We do. This wasn't an emergency service. We do have guys that still specialize in emergency technicians for air conditioning, electrical, plumbing. But when you are sending an email, I personally I don't ever assume the person I'm sending it to received it, especially if it's, this is the first time I'm emailing them, mm-hmm. and if there's an attachment. So follow up with a phone call. Hey, I just sent you this email. You didn't get it. Check your junk. Check your spam. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if you're typing it in manually, don't assume that it got to the right person. But on an electronic transmission, when you send it, take that extra step to make sure it is received. Otherwise, um, yeah, you just don't know. And I you could, could be lost in, in in the internet of things. Yeah, yeah. And, and if if um, if everything's working the way it's supposed to when you're when you're contacting Pella, whether you schedule an appointment online or if you call in to our showroom or our call center, as soon as that appointment's scheduled, you will get an email verification, um, you know, set with all the details of the appointment, when and where, and you know what to prepare for and all that. So, um, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully that wasn't uh, a call to us. No, this was one of our handymen. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and everyone is just backed up, but you would have heard back from them by now. So yeah. don't be afraid to call them. Hey, here's my email address. Can you check your inbox, your spam filters? I can send it again if you'd like for quick reference. Yeah. Um, yeah, just, I mean, I guess plan accordingly and just, uh, you know, for now, uh, please be patient. Now, here was uh, another interesting story that came up talking, you know, it's not just shortage of personnel in the industry, but uh, our, our supply chains. Mm-hmm. A lot of our, when we get into mechanical equipment, uh, there's a lot more components, a lot more moving parts. There, uh, uh, some of it is globally sourced materials that may be put together here or electronic components that are shipped from overseas just because for whatever reason, America doesn't have electronic manufacturing, which as much as our world revolves around uh you know, electronics and business, you would think we'd have our own American <laughs> brands, but we don't. So mm-hmm. we might, you know, some circuits might be coming in, but train right now. Um, Jeff Carmichael from Reus Air Conditioning said they've been waiting for a common part for three weeks, and they're told they may not even get it for another four. Really? So if you were looking at your air conditioning last year thinking, please get me through this summer, and you made it, and you're worried about this summer... There could be a huge oh, equipment shortage, that will not and be you good. might want to get the wheels started on that process now. Yeah. Um, and, and most air conditioning contractors, like you said, financing is pretty common for a, a oh, yeah. major home improvement, major home improvement projects. Yes. out on the road driving around windows down enjoying the beautiful arizona saturday morning thinking man i sure wish i was doing this in a ford bronco on a dirt road somewhere in the mountains well get to sanderson ford they are open and have plenty on in stock standard four by four and their goat mode go over any terrain 
Prices for the new Bronco start at under 28000 Sanderson Ford does not add unnecessary addendums or adjust market value fees. The new Bronco Sport is in stock. Arizona's largest dealership. Check out the no hassle, no pressure, no nonsense. This is Sanderson Ford Country, which means only open on Saturday, not on Sunday. So if that is something you're ready to upgrade your vehicle, you can do so at, uh, at Sanderson Ford, but not on Sunday. A little follow-up to our Women in Construction Week. Both Phoenix and Tucson chapters are going on right now. There's Zoom meetings. They're from 5.30 to 7.30 p.m. Go to nawic.org. You can find that direct link in the events tab at rosieonthehouse.com. That stands for the National Association of Women in Construction. And they've got Phoenix and Tucson chapters. Both have their Zoom Zoom meetings going on this week. Uh, Get your questions answered. Talk to companies that are hiring. uh, Find out the different careers that are available. You can find the direct link at rosieonthehouse.com. You know, you when before you start digging, what do you do? You're doing get a, a shovel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's one more thing you're supposed to do before you start. Oh, you might want to call the gas company to see if the line is the uh, blue stake. Yeah, yep. the blue stake. Get it, Thank get you. it, blue stake. Mm-hmm. And what blue stake will do is they'll tell you they'll measure and they've got equipment and they say, okay, here's the gas line, here's the water line, here's the electric line. And all of them, if they were properly installed, which you should never assume, they're buried at different depth. The electric and gas, if it's in the same trench, it's always below the water because so what? You hit a water line and you break it, you get muddy. Uh, You hit an electric line, the story could end differently. So that water line should indicate to you that there could be electrical or gas farther underneath, and it kind of serves as a red flag. Hey, uh, something got missed or, oh, yeah, we forgot the blue stake. Well, there may be a need for an additional service. Phoenix homeowners digging in their backyard find a stockpile of guns investigators think are linked to crimes. You think? Buried guns? <laughs> I don't know. Responsible gun owners that would bury them in the backyard, they, they want to show them off They properly. were, Yeah, they and they were rusted out. So they were, there, there's a, could be a new service. Blue State could be out there with metal detectors mining it. When we go develop uh, new areas, you have to actually get an agricultural inspection, or, or not agriculture, um, archaeological inspection to make sure that we're not going over, uh, you know, old civilization that was once formerly there. And it's actually paused a few uh, projects in construction uh, here in the state of Arizona. Now, if those guns look uh, close to antique, you know, some of those uh, earlier guns could be worth some money, too. Mm. Mm. These don't look worth money. Oh, okay. Well, scrap that idea. (laughs) They, They are newer models. But you can tell the dirt has not done them well over the course of time. (laughs) Oh, man. Kind of makes you wonder about the neighborhood you might live in. Or at least do research in the neighborhood to see, okay, who lived here? Al Capone's uh, fifth or sixth generation cousin or something like that. Uh, APS is paying customers over $24 million in a settlement of where customers may have been overcharged over the course of the last couple of years as they've transitioned their rates. Now, that sounds like a lot, but when you break it down to the people that are getting uh, money back, the average is, is like 180 bucks. 
and many of them are only getting a hundred bucks. So you spread that over hundreds of thousands of people, and that 24 million doesn't sound like a lot, especially when you compare it to what happened in Texas, where in a 33-hour period, the rate was not properly adjusted, resulting in $16 billion in overcharge of electricity. And I know some people that got a bill after the winter storm of $10,000. The bill, the monthly bill. For a 33-hour window Wow, where prices were kept at wholesale. That oh, is – so it could be worse. That that $16 billion happened in 33 hours. This $24 million was over the last 18 months. Oh, good point. So good we, point. we've got a lot of things. To, it, it's never fun paying the electric bill, <laughs> but imagine life without it. And you want your uh, utility company to make a profit because that way they can stay in business. Now, mm-hmm. buying elections with their profit, I don't advocate, <laughs> but I do advocate them making a profit to stay in business. Exactly. <laughs> but, you know, while you're on that point, it's, it is March um, if you haven't thought about getting your AC check like I will be this week, this would be a good time to do it because uh, they're not as busy. They should not be as busy to get the uh, the air conditioning done because remember last year, man. Absolutely. And if there's anything that Texas taught us, it's that you can never be too prepared. We do have a lot of homeowners t- texting, calling, emailing in this week asking, how do I prepare for this summer? How do I keep my garage cool? Can you talk about super cooling again? You know, just all those things to get us in that mind of preparedness. We'll start with supercooling. That that's one thing that uh, I learned very quickly uh, joining the show, and and it is and it works too as well. I I was able to cut about one hundred and fifty dollars off my bill last year, and it was the hottest summer of the month without changing rates. No, no, without changing rates at all. Mm-hmm. Of course, now I had to do some major. <laughs> I, I found out when I had a, a home uh, uh, home energy audit done to the house which was built in 1957, first thing they saw was, where's your insulation in the attic? And I said, well, it's up there, isn't it? He goes, well, uh, there's a little piece in the corner, a little bit. You have nothing up there. You realize that? (laughs) And it made all the difference in the world once I got that taken care of. And I needed a new unit, too, as well. But this is the time to get it taken care of, to have it looked, inspected. And you mentioned that part that's really tough to get. Uh, from China that uh, some of the uh, that Rius is hopefully going to be getting soon. It's about, there's a backup of electrical to- components <laughs> and circuits that do the the fine tuning in our equipment. You know there was an article that could Texas style failure happen to Arizona's utility grid, and it, we are a lot different than the Texas grid. And two years ago, I get made maybe even three now. We had the opportunity to tour a lot of the plants and. It's pretty amazing to see the backup and redundancies that we have in our power grid. Uh, and it is, it is a, a very robust and very hardy uh, system. But you always hear things coming back to, you know, renewables. And when you're talking renewables, it's usually uh, wind, methane, and solar. Solar and wind being the biggest two. Well, one of the shutdowns that happened in Texas is they lost 18,000 megawatts uh, from their renewables, where they only lost 28 ma- 28,000 megawatts from coal. Well, that's 10,000 more megawatts they lost from their natural gas uh, and coal plants. But that's 73% of, of their energy comes from that. 
Only 23% comes from renewables. So the numbers are way off when you're talking about percent loss. They hardly lost any of their capacity as it relates uh, to what they lost and their capacity to renewables. But here's something that I think is going to be a game changer, and it doesn't translate all the way down to the homeowner field yet. The cost is too prohibitive. The amount of glass we have in most of our homes isn't as significant to make it worth the investment. But for buildings that are a lot of glass, you know, a lot of high rises, think about what everything that's going on at Tempe Town Lake. Think about the Tucson downtown high rises. There is solar. There is a, the, the, the trademarked name from solar window is liquid electricity coatings and it's these uh it's it's this application they do over glass that generates electricity it absorbs it and channels it into the grid and they're looking at applications and rail marine and more and this is something that you know they just hit a major milestone in a test uh testing lab outside of golden colorado that proves they have a 5,000, excuse me, 500 increase in prototyping, and it, they're going to be able to kick into gear 20 times faster than they originally thought they were going to be able to bring this to market. So, so it's a window coating. Uh, it's not just the coating that would generate electricity. Right? Yeah. It, really? It's the coating itself that goes over the glass. That then you know channels that obviously you have to have now wires hooked to your. Oh, okay. That was my next question. You've (laughs) you've got to you know push that power to somewhere to make it work. Yeah, the infrastructure is is a lot more than just the coating, but it will channel electricity just from the glass, and I think that'll be a big part of managing our utility. Uh, One thing I, I really like about that is when you look at a tall sky rise, it has a bunch of glass on it. Every single one of those panes could be generating electricity in a relatively small area. You know, you're going up vertically, but you're not taking up a big land mass. You know, a lot of these wind farms take up massive amounts of land. Now, it's generally land that no one wants to build on because it's (laughs) extremely windy. Or You you go through Tehachapi Pass, and there's just not uh, the setting for a, 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 a community. But... It takes up a massive amount of land and getting people and technicians out there to work on it and repair and the constant maintenance makes them a fairly costly item where power plants and like this liquid coating, it's all condensed to this one site. You may be giving Pella an idea. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) the, the, the new innovation in Pella. Couldn't you see the impervia window? Uh, not only, of course, the best window uh, if for, made for Arizona, as Rosie's been promoting for, it seems like, a thousand years, too, as well, but also generating electricity. And let's well, give them about it, 10 years. And it, could, it could happen, and you would probably see that hit new construction first just because it'd be easier to run the infrastructure for that. But that would be pretty incredible if you took your windows then tied into the power grid and with solar panel rooftops, uh, or, or solar tile, solar panel that's also your roofing material. Uh, I know Toll Brothers has built a few subdivisions in Arizona with that technology. The exterior components of your home uh, could potentially pay for themselves mm-hmm. yeah. in, in energy generation over and, the time. So it's really 
a lot of developments in the housing industry, and it's a really exciting time with the innovation and uh, technology you know, to, to see where, where we could potentially take it. And we preach that the west-facing sun is the hottest part of the day, correct? Um, I could see a, what, a 20, 30-story building with those windows and that coating on there where it's like, hey, hit the building. We don't care. <laughs> could generate a lot of electricity. And as it relates to Arizona, and what we'll talk about next segment is, okay, that's all that's great, but what about our water? Reminder, the home show is going on this weekend, 10 to 5 at the Cardinal Stadium. Number of our partners are out there. If you have joined the broadcast from the beginning, or at least the last uh, couple hours, you know Pella Window has their display set up on site. You can go see firsthand a lot of the products that we're talking about. Another one of our partners, Fox Valley Electric, is on site, and he is uh, featuring the new Kohler backup home power generator. So if there's ever a situation you lost power, this generator kicks into gear and it's a seamless transition you never have the lights flicker you never uh have equipment shut off that may be currently running it kicks in and keeps it going uh and there's different models and there's different operating platforms you may have to bury your propane tank or if you've got natural gas already piped to your home you know that'll change which one of these models you go with you got ones that you know if, if you have a situation where you've got a five-hour backup. I couldn't tell you the last time I was without power for five hours in in Arizona. I, I don't think so. The worst monsoon storm in uh, near Old Town Scottsdale, I, I still have pictures of it, 2006, uh, went out at 9, and it was back on at 6.30 the next morning. So, But you do hear stories that that transformer that got hit by a car, and the transformer had to get trucked over from California because we didn't have one on site. And I remember the news story uh, that you would have camera crews filming this semi bringing this equipment, and it was so heavy. I think the top speed it got in the flats was like eight miles an hour. <laughs> oh, man. And they had to send work crews ahead to make sure the bridges were wide enough to get this because it wasn't just your regular semi. They had It took up more than the two lanes of I-10 coming across. So uh, a great way if you've got special medical equipment in your home or you want the convenience to know that you've got this backup. Um, You know, in our case, uh, we're on a well and getting it for a backup to make sure we're always able to pump water. That's really critical to us and really the main topic of this last segment. But all that to say, they are showcasing that and they are drawing uh, a winner this week. They're going to... Anyone that has come out to the home show this weekend and is interested and entered, they're drawing an uh, 8-kilowatt generator for free. They're going to be drawing from from the entries. Someone's going to win an 8-kilowatt generator. So just look for Fox Valley Electric. uh, Well, I was going to say about the generators, too. uh, Talk to Randy about what you want to have working if you lose power. Eight may not be enough. You may have to go with a size a little bit bigger. But Randy can give you all the details. They, um, they, they are on top of the generator business. And if you go to their partner page on our website, we have the podcast. They spent an hour last summer with the Kohler rep in studio talking through it. So there's a lot of great 
a lot of great information or if you're already at the point where you're ready and you are uh, to pull the trigger for a deposit, you can save up to $1,000 this weekend uh, if you get out to the home show. So uh, that by itself would be worth going if you were ready to, to pull that trigger. Uh, like, like I said, we're looking at it for our to keep our well pump. We've got two motors. One, you have the motor that pumps the water out of the ground into your holding tank. And then you've got a second pump that pressurizes it to your house. And water constantly comes up. You know, how, how are we going to sustain in the desert with a growing population? Have you heard of Cal Exit? Cal Exit? Absolutely. Is that off I-10 C-A- somewhere? C-A-L, <laughs> California Exit. Uh, this, from the Epoch Times, uh, mid-February, featured a family moving from out of uh, Garden Grove, California, to Phoenix, Arizona. And we are one of the top three state destinations from uh, homeowners pouring out of Arizona. And that's the one thing no one could have foreseen Mm-hmm. When they built the water laws, but wouldn't that be great if the Colorado River allocation uh, acreage adjusted as people move from California to Arizona yeah. so they bring their water rights with them? That's never going to happen. It wasn't put in. So where where does this all lead to? And then then you've got guys like this. I don't know this for a fact, but if in Friday's section – of the Wall Street Journal, a two-page article, content article, promoting downsizing to Arizona and talks about all the benefits of moving into the state and the things that we have to offer and why it might not be as bad as you think. And if you've never been, you need to go visit Arizona and give it a chance. And get organized with bridges. That's the (laughs) center fold, the center page, (laughs) both sides, two-page. Uh, downsize Arizona style. The page before that, and like I said, this is a content article, Mm -hmm. but if you go to the page before that, there is a community advertising luxury retirement to Arizona that I bet if you could dig deep enough, paid for the content Uh. article following it, and this is a developer out of Tucson, this uh, communities in Moran. Well, they would have Moran. to identify that. <laughs> Technically speaking, by law, you, you need to identify I, that. I them. bet if you dug just deep enough, you'd probably find that there was an influence there from yeah. this developer to, to the content of this article. And, you know, it's like, oh, the Wall Street Journal, the entire country. <laughs> you know, we're kind of all over here as Arizonans. Don't tell, don't. Yeah. Can I go on a bunny trail for just a second? Last Sunday, they had the Golden Globes, and the best picture and best director went to a movie called Nomadland, which I got a chance to see. It is terrific. But what's special about it is Courtside, Arizona, was uh, featured in the film. It was shot on location, one of the many locations over there. Um, I won't get it. You can look it up and see what uh, what it's all about, but it's a terrific film. Well, all of that to say, water... Arizona, because we didn't have any water, we had some pretty incredible founders to the state that did some pretty incredible infrastructure and canal systems. And we have more water uh, than they would probably like you to know because they don't want anyone getting in a wasteful habit. Uh, But with the technology... And like we talked about in the solar, the the technology that's coming and the reduction that we're using, we're in pretty good shape.